looks like we've gone for the most imperfect we can find, but that's another, that's another, including the MC, including myself in there. Uh, but a couple of things we want to do. before we, Did you guys get presents this morning? You did? Okay. So every year, you did, did you get a Oh, you got your present? Okay, you got your present there. Good on you, Russ, because I've got a similar one. Um, in our family, um, my kids don't have to think about what they're going to give me every year because they give me a t-shirt with all of my grandchildren. Uh, they're including little Lily who passed on and so Caleb holds a, a bunch of lilies too so that's always there and so when they gave him the present yesterday I thought Ripper I know what this is. This year they got me because they put themselves on it sort of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay but I did get another one over there too so I'll be wearing that Matching, matching. There we go. So we're going to. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're just going to three normal blokes. Three blokes. <laughs> I should point out. Are we on? And no, we're not on. Is your microphone on? Can you use it now? No, nope. it's fine. Oh, sorry, I'm so used to fall back. If I don't hear myself, I think it's not on. Um, I should point out that one of us actually works for Focus on the Family, so has an unfair advantage in this battle. It does yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So actually, let's do that first because not everybody will know who we are. So do you want to go first? Uh, my name is Brett Ryan. I've been married for 29 and a half years. I've got three young men, a 25-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 21-year-old. Uh, I've got a beautiful daughter-in-law and a grandchild due in October. And a wife. Well, I've been married for 29 and that's a half That's good. Years. Yeah. And her name is? To the same woman. Do it good. Continuously. There you go. For 29 and a half by the name of Kate. Good stuff. Luke. Uh, yes, I've been married for 14 years. I've got three kids. Uh, Noah's 13, Charlie's 10, and Annabelle is 7. And yep. uh, Russell, uh, married to Ivana. We're in our 32nd year of marriage. Two kids, Ben, who's 30, and Liv, who's 20. Ben, who's 29, and Liv, who's 28. They're almost 30. Yeah. Uh, and two granddaughters. Hey, we're not into dates, so... No, <laughs> no I'm OK with those, but not, not years. And two grand, lovely granddaughters, Holly and Aubrey. Good stuff. Uh, it would be amiss of us not to give a dad joke each. I think that's very important. And, uh, in fact, when I looked at this sort of dad jokes, I'm thinking, who is the king of dad jokes in this whole place? Alan, obviously. So, Alan, yes. you better start. It's a big, loud one, mate. A, a question without notice. Big one. Thanks for getting us off to a bad start. <laughs> Brett? <laughs> that was exactly the joke I was going to say. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, what's brown and sticky? A uh, stick. <laughs> Good, okay. <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs> Luke? I love telling dad jokes. Sometimes he laughs at them. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. I've got another one, though, because i got to... Um, what is atheism? What is what? What is atheism? Oh, I don't know, Luke. What is atheism? A non-profit organisation. Ah. Have you got one, John, for us? Have I got one? Yeah. Um, okay, so I like travelling. And so recently I was in the Bahamas and I went into a pie shop and I said, a pie, like $10.50. I said, $10.50 in, bah- in the Bahamas for a pie? And then I went to Jamaica. I go to another pie shop and the guy goes, it'll be $12.50. I said, $12.50 for a pie? And he goes, well, that is the pie rates of the Caribbean. Ross? Yes, um, uh, 
Uh, true story. Yeah, true story. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Keeping the Father's Day theme, I was showing the kids a family tree and we're looking up and it's got great great grandfather and it's got train accident. And they said, Oh, what happened there? I said, Oh, great great grandfather died in a train accident. And I said, How yeah, that happened? And they said, I said, Well, the train actually ran over the, the top of his fingernail. And I said, Oh, that surely wouldn't kill him. I said, He was picking his nose at the time. <laughs> Thank you, Russell. <laughs> Okay, it's all got to go uphill from here, I'm sure. So let's get a little bit fair income. In this day and age, we know these days that uh, there is much confusion about what is a man, what is a woman, what is everything. And here we preach from the Word of God and we see our roles very much as God has them. But the question I want to ask these guys is twofold. It says, what do you think it means to be a bloke in our day and age? And uh, what do you think God's perspective? And I might start down there with you, Brent. So what's it to be a bloke? Well, we're made in his image, and he created them male and female. So it's very important that we have males and females for a balance, but also the fact is that we need to have that as our, as our model, that both of us are created in his image, and the qualities and the characteristics are so vital for our, a healthy society. But you and I know that the society that we live in, those that balance that... Um, the the importance of both male and female are being compromised. We're being deluded to think that we have to think a certain way and act a certain way and, and consider and not only just consider but to embrace different thought processes. And so to be a bloke in our day and age is becoming uh, um, to a point irrelevant in some people's eyes that we don't need men. And, um, and that's making it more difficult. It's even more difficult to be uh, a, a bloke or a masculine bloke because that's seen as in the hashtag Me Too um, uh, society that we live in. Uh, you're, you're painted with the same brush and that is becoming more and more difficult in our culture today. So from a, from a Christian point of view, we should be able to celebrate both males and females and not be ashamed of that at all. Russ, what about you on that one, mate? Yeah. Um, touching on, there was a chat last week by, I think, by Cam. Um, we're equally made in the image, exactly what you said. But by nature, inherently, we have our differences. And, and I think the, the um, socialising and transforming of those natural differences into some morphing into some sort of generic overseen gender is, well, it rates me. Um, because it doesn't bring out your true giftings in who you are and the giftings that God's given you to live and, um, and explore and, 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 uh, and, and to fail in and to succeed in. Um, I think we were designed for a purpose. And we're all naturally different in, in that, in our spectrums of who we are, but I think we must make a stand and, and live out your masculinity and, and, and live out your femininity. Yeah, indeed. Uh, particularly hard for boys with role models uh, these days too. Uh, when, uh, the garbage they're getting spread uh, too, that to be a man is not even right in many respects too. Uh, Luke, if, uh, question uh, for you. Um, what would you do differently, again, about um, uh, being a dad? Is do you want to hear from volume one, volume <laughs> two or volume <laughs> three? <laughs> <your> kids. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should interview your kids. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably yeah, boil it down to two things. One would be um, our kids are at sort of middle stage age, so they're older children, they're not young, like babies and toddlers. Um, and that time is difficult, and there's a saying, the days are long and the years are short. And I think um, if I could go back and do that that time again, I'd really like to try and just enjoy and treasure the time when they're little. 
um, it does go really quickly. And it is hard when you can't, you're not sleeping and um, you, know, you have to do everything for them. And it gets easier, but you lose... Um, you know, you just lose that, those really innocent young years, which I think um, I, I would like to, you know... I and mean, we, we get to do that through nieces and nephews now, I guess, a bit more. But um, The other thing is that... Um, uh, how do I put this? Age-appropriate expectations is one I think I struggled with particularly. And uh, poor Noah, who's sitting there, he's copped the brunt of... Um, too high expectations for his age, and Annabelle gets away with everything. My expectations of Annabelle are too low. So, um, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's nodding. There's a lot of so, agreements happening down here. Yeah. <laughs> Go to kids' church. And, uh, that's something, obviously, I was, st- I was still parenting, so right in the middle of it now, still working on that. But, um, so, uh, yeah, I look back at some things and I just think, oh man, um, that was unrealistic to expect that at that age. Um, but in my defence, I was a complete noob at it, so what do I know? <laughs> it's really hard when you're first child. Poor child. But the grace of God, hey. Uh, Brett, you, your kids are older, so you've had more of a chance to make mistakes and more of a chance to have this prepared, so go ahead, mate. What about you? I asked Cameron last night, and uh, one of the things that... Part of my role that I've been, uh, my journey, is I was a nurse for a number of years, and so I worked nearly 95% of all weekends, and then I became a pastor, so I worked 100% of all the weekends... And, uh, and then I've taken on this role at Focus on the Family and I'm working about 60% of the time for the weekends. So one of the things that I would have loved to have been able to do is spend more time on the weekends with my, uh, with my kids. And, um, and I regret not being able to take them on camps, which I love doing as, as uh, that I did with my father. And I really would have really liked that. But I also would have liked to have um, you know, been a bit more consistent and persistent with Cameron learning an instrument. Um, and, I mean, he's gifted in so many different areas, particularly in instruments, but he gave it up very quickly because, I mean, he is probably proficient and he knows three songs on the piano. And you should ask him, whenever you see Cameron, ask him those three songs and uh, you'll be blown away. And he could have done endless, endless different song selections, but he's only got three, so I would have liked to have seen him do it a little bit more. Yeah, but just, um, I, I mean, the circumstances prevented me from having those weekends away, but um, I try and f- flip side of that as trying to make as much mo- most of that time as I can. Because I remember when my boys were six, four, and two, a little lady came up to me in the, uh, at church and she says, Make the most of every opportunity, Brett. They just grow up so fast. I said, They're six, four, and two. And then time goes so quickly. So you've got to make the most of every opportunity. Very much so. It's a big one for particularly. New dads spend time, make time. It's most important. I remember walking Melody down the aisle and then thinking you know, it was only like two weeks ago that I had her in a backpack and we were going for a walk. But it just does happen that quickly. Make use of that time. Ask God, give you creative ideas as to what to do with your children. Dads, be dads, be dads. Let's let's move to the next one there. Russ, I'm going to go with you, mate. Your favourite Bible verse or book of the Bible or character that you sort of come back to and, and think about a little bit as a as a dad or something that's challenged you. Yeah, sure. Good. Uh, good one. I was talking to Ivana about this and I said, no, we're going to have a Bible verse. And I said, I don't have one. She said, you can't say that. Well, I did. <laughs> I, I actually don't. But I, I actually really enjoy, for those that don't know, I do know, whatever, for, for 40, almost 45 years I didn't have a faith. Yeah. So I've lived the majority, I won't tell you how long I am, the majority of my life without it and enjoy the richness of it. So I just see it as a hundreds and thousands tapestry of goodness and, and, and my fatherhood years of changing from what I thought was important 
and working hard and, and getting things for the kids and trying to get them set up and so that they could be happy and all I wanted for the kids was to be happy and the parameter shift to seeing which is in my book of my five fatherhood love languages um, the most important thing is that they understand and live by grace and everything else will fall into place so that that just changed so and I was a present I was a present dad but I was absent because of work so I was there but not there in their formative years so I, I would I would change that but going back to the, I just love learning and listening about and I'll drift through what I hear in podcasts and so I just love that aspect and I love the transformativeness of the gospel and I call things for generally what they are I love I like Paul but Paul punches suitcases out of people he did he was a persecutor and he was a thug and he was transformed and if it's good enough for him then surely it's good enough for me it's good. and it's good enough for anybody that's what I love about it so it's not a particular thing but it's the flavour of it Stuff, mate. You were wrong, Ivana. He's got it right here. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks. Great answer. What about you, Luke? Um, so, First Corinthians thirteen um, is one that Lil and I've talked about. Um, so, love is patient. Love is kind. So, if you're struggling with patience with your kids, you're actually stu- struggling with loving your kids. If you're struggling with being kind to your kids, you're actually struggling with loving your kids. So, that's a, a really good reminder of because it goes to the heart of the issue. And um, and yeah, so that in terms of parenting. Um, that one is probably like a key verse for us, a key section, um, in that we, we need to love uh, like Christ loves and that all of those other things flow out from that. Now, make this the last one, Brett. I'm going to throw it to you, mate. So what are some tips that fathers can do to improve their role and their impact? Give us a minute or so on that. There's so much you could say on that. The first thing is look in the self, yourself in the mirror and be the very best version of yourself. If you're sort of trying to point everyone else and their faults and you've got your own faults, the kid will smell a hypocrite a mile away. Um, if you're doing it together, love their mother. The best thing you can do is love their mother. And it gives them an example. And be the type, if you've got a daughter, be the type of husband you want your daughter to marry and be the example that you want your, your kids to, to, if they're boys, to be the type of husband you want them to be. Uh, we've already mentioned about the time. You can't. It's just not only quality time; it's the quantity time. You can't just sort of force in five minutes. Hey, tell me your hopes and dreams in five minutes. It's being fully present, um, both physically and emotionally and relationally, and invite them into your own world. Because a lot of them think that you're born old, so you don't have any. You don't have anything to say. But invite them. Hey, when I was 15 or when I was 16, this is what happened to me, and you earn that right to be fully fully involved in their world and they'll come up to you but it's everything has to be intentional um, everything has to be be involved we talked about the languages of love that Russ just mentioned you know, understand what makes your kids tick and uh, and find out what they enjoy and and learn to enjoy it with them I mean I remember our boys liked doof doof music I, I wasn't a, I didn't like doof doof music but I wanted to be involved in their world <laughs> all sounds the same but I wanted to be in there and um, but you know if they're artistic you're involved in their artistic if you're if they're in sport if it's music if it's academia you're involved in their world because it earns the right to speak in their life and that takes information and everything you need to be informed and there's a whole myriad of different ways of getting information but you can't there's no excuse for not getting informed but at the end of the day unless you're intentional and do something about it you won't do anything 
and um, so that's, I mean, I can keep on going along no, a long number of other issues. We'll give you an opportunity to do that at some stage too. It's been great to have you in the church just um, join us just fairly recently. Thanks, Brett. I'm going to pray for uh, dads and, and those who are about to become dads because I think there's at least one uh, here today, which is also wonderful. And we say, I would say that from the moment of conception, you're a dad and you have a mum because right there you start to care, you start to nurture as well. And um, so let's pray for dads because, as I said, we are not even close to perfect. We need correction, but most of all we need Jesus and we need the Holy Spirit to guide us as dads as to how we are uh, good husbands uh, but also good fathers. So we pray as I pray for us. (coughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you that you created dads. Uh, Father, you've given us a specific role as men. Uh, Might we look to your word, Lord God, and see what it is that you would have us do what you've created us for, Lord God, to love our wives well, to let our children see that we love our wives well, to stop and ask forgiveness of both our wife and our children when we need to do that, to show them that that's exactly what you've done for us, Lord God, through Jesus on the cross. We thank you for uh, the responsibility you put before us, which is quite daunting. Would you help us? Would you guide us, Lord God, through your Holy Spirit, that we might honour you in all we do as fathers? Lord God, for those that are young and are not fathers yet or desire to be fathers, Lord God, or even the younger men that are growing up, maybe one day will be fathers, would you even start preparing their lives now as they look to you and turn to you uh, so that when it comes time, Father, they are grounded in your word. Uh, We just pray these things now in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Thomas.